Hello, everyone. Ah, I'm not ready. My name is Matt Armando. <laughs> and we've got Emily Riggins over here. And this is <laughs> TBD just... with Matt and Emily. <laughs> no, no, no. Do we, it again. No, we just started the episode. What do you mean, no? Do I have to? Yes. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was texting my family. Yeah, well, I know you're distracted. That's why I started it. Okay, fine. Leave it in. Listeners know I'm opposed. (laughs) Okay. I think it's a fun intro. (laughs) Hey, guys, just so you guys know, I'm Emily Riggins. I'm the co-host of this podcast. (laughs) And my niece just went to the bathroom in the potty for the very first time. Wow. May this go in the time capsule of your niece. (laughs) Um, Also, I'm pretty sure I did go. I peaked. I think I peaked when I screamed. Oh, and the volume? Uh, I'll be fine. I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it all in. (laughs) Just letting you know, Matt. Okay. Letting you know. Listeners. (laughs) <laughs> Emily really spazzed out. When, uh, is that an okay word to say anymore? Probably not. Uh, she, it was, there was a freak out. There was a freak out. <laughs> it was. Now, uh, um, it is December 20th. Today is, yeah. Yeah. It's five days before Christmas. This is coming out on Christmas Eve, I guess, this episode. Wow. Hmm. Crazy, huh? Um. Ha- Merry Christmas, it, everybody. Yeah. So, listeners, just I want you to take a look at just think for a second about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so you guys know, no, everything you just thought of, I didn't like. Wow, you don't like anything about Christmas? I just—it's so stressful. You told me you like my 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 tree. I do like your Christmas tree. Um, so that's one thing you like. I actually like right after um. Right after Thanksgiving, I meant to buy myself just like a cute little mini tree, but like a mini, mini one, and mm. I never did. Mm. So you like some but, things about Christmas. Yeah. It's just, I've, Christmas, I'm very stressed out. I will say, I I, I used to get stressed out about Christmas, and then um, I realized none of it matters. Just buy some people that you care about some things, and they probably won't care what you buy them. <laughs> They'll just be excited to open it. And uh, that's that. That's that. That is that. I used to think Christmas is all about getting presents, but now I realize it's about giving them. <laughs> Anyways, giving gifts is stressful for me. The gift I need the soonest is not going to get here on time. <sighs> wow. Crazy. Um, I have all my gifts, I think. <laughs> okay, bragger. Um, I, uh, I did a pick. What did you get, Laura? I can't say I can't expose what I bought people on this podcast. I know. Um, you could just tell her to wait until listen to this until after Christmas. I mean, she probably won't listen to it at all. But <laughs> if I had to guess, probably isn't going to listen to this at all. But um, I don't know. And I can't tell you what I got you for Christmas either. That'd be that'd be unfair. Um, I can't tell you what I got my mom, which I already bought her stuff, because she, she probably she might listen. She there's a good chance she will. Uh, I can't tell you what I got my brother. Hi, Alice. Hi, Mom. Uh, <laughs> Emily, what is this podcast yes. about? Uh, Matt, um, I would say, notably, it's about you being mean to me. <laughs> um, and shocking me with information and starting of the podcast. But it's also about friendship and tea. And, you know, gathering knowledge. Matt and I are drinking tea right now. Listeners, I gotta tell you, I'm almost out of tea, because Matt and I had a nice little catch-up before recording, and I am gonna be out of tea midway through the podcast. 
I will say I have already drank, I've already had one entire cup, but I have one and a half cups probably, but I have two more on reserve. So I'm, I'll I be. I made one cup. I made one cup. Oh. Um, we're friends. Matt and I are friends. And we have topics to share with each other today. Matt doesn't know my topic. And Emily doesn't know my topic. I do know it's themed to the season. Themed to the season. What season is that? Who's to say? It could be winter. Technically, no. Wait, is today the solstice or is tomorrow the solstice? Well, when this comes out, it'll definitely be winter. No matter That's how, true. You, no matter how you cut it. I mean, I go on meteorological, so I think December first is the beginning of winter because I'm a scientist. Hey, what did you do for the snow day? What? Did you go walk out round and see the snow? The snow day. The blizzard we had on like uh, Wednesday, um, going into Thursday. I didn't. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't leave my no. apartment. <laughs> I, we had a Zoom snow day where we still had Zoom school. Yeah, I had Zoom work. <laughs> uh, I don't use Zoom at work, to be honest, but yeah. Um, all of your work days are Zoom work days. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean... But I know, like, the concept of a Zoom work day. I know you don't use Zoom. Are you probably not on video chat all day? I gotta say, people... People have said a lot of things to me about how uh, this how this must not be so weird for you, Matt, <laughs> because you always work from home. And I've gotten that so much from this uh, this little pandemic we're in here. Um, but guess what? It hurts me as much as it hurts anybody else. I it's not like I never leave my apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say, say yeah. for you just then is that, yeah, your work life might be kind of similar. But you normally would go do other things. I'd go, I would go do comedy shows at night. I would see you in person multiple times per week. I would, we'd record this podcast in person. I would go and work from cafes and not have to sit on their back freezing patio. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Matt has a Christmas tree up in his, the back of his um, Skype video. And I had to really think about what his apartment looks like. Um, I mean, I, I knew, I remember what it looked like, but I just was trying to remember if you had enough space. Yes. Well, it is just sort of squeezed over there and it is fair that you didn't remember exactly how it would fit. It's also where typically my air conditioner is. So maybe you don't think of there being that much space there, but yeah, it's the middle of, it. it's, it's winter, uh, at least meteorologically. So I have my AC put away. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I still have my AC in my window and I have ran the fan multiple times because my apartment gets so hot. I have this new problem where my bedroom gets really hot, but my the rest of my apartment isn't so hot because I have a giant radiator in my bedroom, and then the one in the, my living room is much, much smaller. <laughs> Which is crazy because your living room is, is way bigger. Uh, my living room and bedroom are probably about the same size, to be honest. TBH, probably about the same size. Yeah, but does it also need to heat the kitchen? Or is there a separate radio? Radiator? Uh, it does have to heat yeah. the kitchen as well, yes. Uh, and I guess presumably the bathroom, although there's technically a small little thing in the bathroom, although I don't find that that heats the bathroom up very much. I don't know. Yeah, it's something it's weird. I don't know. You know, I heard a really weird fact that apparently these um, pre-war style buildings, which is oh, what, I, what I live in with the high ceilings and the big windows and the big radiators and stuff. It's for like the Spanish flu or whatever, because I've heard you can keep your windows wide open in the middle of winter and just blast the heat, which is such uh, thing to do when people didn't care about global warming. <laughs> um, I will say I have seen this 
And I have multiple times, pretty much 50% of the time, I have my windows wide open mm-hmm. to get some fresh air into my apartment because it's so hot. And it like barely makes my apartment colder. Barely. Um, I think they I think they've wisened up in my building a little because there have been years I've lived here. I've lived here for six years. Uh, there have been years where it's just like unbearably hot all winter long. This year, so far, it's been not so it's not been crazy. And I'm wearing a sweater right now, so it can't be that hot in here. <laughs> I mean, I'm also wearing a, what I would refer it's called a hoodie footy, but it's a it's a it's a footed pajama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not too hot. Mm. I think they've toned it down a little bit. There you go. Um, Eventually they realize, oh, we're going to run out of heating fuel. <laughs> they have to tamp it down. Everyone, like, I think it's because a lot of people complain in like November and December that the heat's not on because um, we're not used to being so cold. And then comes January and February and it's like even colder, but we're like a little bit more used to it. So people aren't complaining about the heat as much. That's at yeah. least my assumption when you live in like a semi-large apartment building like both you and I do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. Should we uh, get into the next segment? I, listen, I got you ready for this one. I didn't jump it on you. <laughs> tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Wow. Uh, Listeners. Today's tea. Should I, should I do it or should you do it? You should definitely do it because I don't have the box. I have the box right here. Uh, we are drinking yet another tea that we got from the Bigelow walk run that we did in september yeah i don't know what it's called uh little charity thing emily and i did no big deal we're good people um <laughs> but this is the uh steep brand of bigelow teas uh and it is their organic earl gray tea and uh yeah it's an earl gray tea it's organic it's got a little picture of I guess that's bergamot, a bottle of bergamot on the uh, <laughs> on the box. Do you see that? What is that purple flower supposed to be? I'm also I'm guessing that's also I don't know. I'm guessing bergamot. Here's my I have no idea what bergamot is, but I, what I'm going to guess is it's a flower that gets turned into an oil, and that's sort of where we got we got these two pictures here. Interesting. Um, uh, let's see. We oh wow, I I might I might learn we might learn something right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we begin with only the purest of bergamot oil from a, a pristine province in southern Italy. We blended this organic oil with the finest mountain-grown black tea to create the perfect marriage. We hope you will steep each cup with the same love that went into making this recipe. Wow. That's it. Wow. Uh, steep four minutes or whatever suits your lifestyle. Ingredients. <laughs> Organic black tea, natural oil of bergamot. There okay. you go. So I still don't know what that flower is, but I did a little research that bergamot oil is extracted from the rinds of citrus fruit that okay. grow on bergamot orange trees. That's the little, there's like a little, like a slice of orange peel on the cover here. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, maybe that's a tea, maybe it's, maybe it's tea, this tea Tea plants, do they flower? Maybe that's what that is. I mean, I guess they have to flower, right? That's how they get pollinated. I I, I don't know. I mean, some I things... Mean, not all yeah. flowers look the same, so they might not look like traditional flowers, but all fruit, all, all trees basically need to have a flower so they can get pollinated. Hmm. Right? I, I don't know. <laughs> 
What you're saying makes sense, but I'm feeling like there's I've seen things that don't flower, but maybe I'm just mistaken. Maybe I don't know what, what their flowers are. What are things like. that you think don't flower? Um, my pine tree. That's true. <laughs> um, I think there's just different ways that they uh, reproduce, like how there's animals that have different reproductive systems. I mean, there might even, there's probably some trees that aren't separated into sex as well. And I know there are some trees that have wind flowers that get pollinated by the wind. So they have all of the same parts. They just don't look like traditional flowers. They are still a flower. Okay, so in a pine cone, the seeds are in the pine cone. That's the deal with that. And the pollen just flies in from what? <laughs> Where does mm -hmm. the pollen on a pine tree come from? Pine tree <laughs> pollination. Uh, I feel like we're breaking our rules of looking stuff up. But... No, I need to know. Because they don't have flowers with nectar and pollen, pine trees don't attract. No. They rely on the wind for pollination. Um, there are male cones. Oh, I did, ones I did know this. Male cones and female cones. That's the thing. And then there's female cones. Um, so the pine trees are the flower. Yeah, I did know this. That the Yeah, the different, there's different pine cones. I knew that and I should have remembered. Shame on me. Wow. Um... Wow, well, lady pine cones, male pine cones. I wonder how those pine cones, how they're doing with the division of a division of the sexes. I got questions. I bet it's fairer than with humanity. I think that's probably true. Also, it doesn't seem like they have to put much work in if the wind is doing it for them. Uh, yeah. There's a sex joke in there somewhere. <laughs> um. <laughs> like they don't have to go go digging for food. They just literally just lay, they're just hanging on the tree. There's little pine cones. That's true. But I mean, the, the roots are doing the work there. That's true. Wow. Um, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot through this episode. Let's talk about this tea. Do you taste the bergamot? Which is basically the Earl Grey flavor. Yeah, this tastes like Earl Grey to me. I'm going to let you in on a little thing. Uh, I have I have sugar and milk in mine, which I know is not always my MO, but I, I went ahead and put milk and sugar in this week. And... Um, I got to say with Earl Grey's, I'm getting a little more used to the milk sugar combo. Um, although this, when I switch to my next, my final two cups, it will not have milk and sugar in it. It'll be straight up uh, Earl Grey. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I taste the bergamot. It tastes like Earl Grey. It's not like, I mean, I'll say I've had teas that are really bergamonty, <laughs> And I think those have skewed my sense of taste for bergamot. So now if I have just like a plain Earl Grey, it's not like... That, that taste of bergamot isn't as strong because I've had stuff that is so strong with it that it's, it, yeah, makes the comparison hard. Do you want your Earl Grey to be a strong Earl Grey? Um, I, I, I like it both ways. I don't mind if it's lesser and I don't mind if it's stronger. I like the variation, I suppose. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, do you taste the organic nature of this tea? Um... I guess so. I, I don't know. I feel like most of the teas we have are organic. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know. Yeah. No, I know. What we got to break this tea down somehow. Um, I will say I've had some, I've had some pretty so-so teas over the past week because I've been like just settling for some random teas. <laughs> and so it's kind of, it's, it's a nice, good black tea. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what know. I'd agree with. Like, it's like, 
I'd say it's a little bit better than just like a standard tea bag Earl Grey. It definitely tastes better than like normal Bigelow or like yeah. a Lipton or something. It's it's definitely above those. Um, no, no, not too much shade to either of those companies. And if they want to sponsor us, please do. But um, <laughs> these, I do like these steep ones. They're they're very good. Um, I don't. I, it's kind of interesting. Why do you think they have this like luxury brand by Bigelow? Because here's the thing: is like, I just don't like either. I, to me, like your baseline tea. Like if you just want black tea, in my mind, you're just gonna get Lipton. Like Lipton is like the Folgers or whatever of tea. And that's fine. If you like Lipton and that's your thing, I have no qualms with that. That is, that's a perfectly fine thing. You do you, you know? But I think I feel like once you start like going up a little bit in brand or whatever or like or like you're trying to explore like the flavors a little more, it's strange to me that Bigelow would have a like a plain brand and a luxury brand. Like they they must cost the same, I assume. I don't I mean I I have we were given this box so I don't know how much it really costs but Well, one I still need to use my coupon to get a new Bigelow tea. It's on my fridge. Oh, I have all my I have all my uh coupons right here sitting in front of me. <laughs> um, but I I think there's like a marketing strategy in there that like when people think of Bigelow tea, they don't think of like luxury tea. Um, so they're just getting like and since like I feel like tea is kind of becoming like very trendy. If they want like a cool, fun tea, they're not going to get Bigelow tea. But by having this offshoot steep, people won't think, oh, that's Bigelow tea. This is upper echelon tea. I'm going to get this steep. Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. I guess I my thing that I want to take it even further is like, why not just make, just be like Bigelow tea. Now it's good. <laughs> like get rid of the old Bigelow. <laughs> like switch to this packaging or whatever. Like this is nice. It's like, it's got like a picture of stuff on it. Like it's a nice thing. Whereas like the old pictures of Bigelow are very, um, they're very corporate looking. Like they look like the tea that belongs in an office where like this one looks hip, but like, I guess just like get rid of the old, old fuddy duddy looking ones and <laughs> bring in the new cool. Yeah, I will say that one of my favorite teas over the past year has been the lemon lift by Bigelow. And it's not a steep tea. It's just Bigelow tea. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there is, I mean, yeah, I guess there is brand recognition in the old one. I guess like if you want it, if you, if you wanted fancier, I guess the steep is their attempt. In my book, I still am like, well, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a mid range thing, I guess. It's like, it's like in between Bigelow and like going to get loose leaf or something. I don't know. It feels an interesting niche. I'll say that. I'll give it to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying this tea. It's uh, it's a good experience. I wish I had more. Oh yeah, it's good. I how many bags did I give you? I only made one. Oh, uh, you wish you had more right now. Listeners, I'm going to take you on a little story. Mm-hmm. Matt and I decided we would start recording at one. At 12:50, I decided to make my tea. I hit brew mm-hmm. on my Keurig, and I realized very quickly that I left the coffee filter. You left a pod, dirty pod. Now, I do want to say my pod is a reusable pod. I bought reusable ones. Um, you want to say that. Is that for me or for the audience? Just for everyone. It's for everyone. <laughs> um, but I left it in there and I quickly 
I knew as soon as I hit it and it started brewing, I was like, ah, no. And so I had to scrap that tea and make it again. Mm. So technically I used two tea bags to make this one cup of tea. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, um, to go back, why I have reusable pods and why I'm having coffee really at all, why I'm home, is that I'm trying to use these coffee beans that I got an accident. Mm, yes, from your box of one of the boxes you got. Yes. Um, did that come up on the podcast the last week? It, I think. I think it did. So I think so. Um, we were talking about Julia's tea, which she mm-hmm. got from one of those boxes, and you got coffee from a box. Yeah. Um. Okay. We've been we've been talking about this tea for a bit. Oh, what should we have? Should we just should we just go? Should we move on on the question part? Yeah. Hey, Matt. Okay. Would you say that this organic Earl Grey by Steep by Bigelow is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Uh, wow. Thank you so much for pausing and asking <laughs> that question. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, so I've actually been drinking this a bunch recently. Um. Because uh, it was easy to, it's easy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's pretty good. And um, yeah, I would say, um, well, I'm not sure if I will buy another box of this after I finish this box. It is my cup of tea. It's good. Oh. Oh. Maybe I should try some more steeps. Maybe you should. Um, perhaps you have a steep that I should try. <laughs> I believe I do. I believe uh, I do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And maybe this this is not a bad thing if I was to like, um, let's like fast forward to the future, right? Um, when traveling is like a cool thing to do again. Um, I could see myself like purchasing this and using it while I travel instead of using whatever crummy tea uh, is readily available for me where I'm going, you know? Yeah. Because this is, this is a, this is a thing. This is a thing. To bring your own tea someplace, if you're a weirdo like me or you. <laughs> I bring my own tea to school. Yeah. I tried for like a week to drink their tea again, and I was just like, this tea isn't good enough for me. Um, yeah. I mean, traveling with tea is great. I used to drink this really... Uh, when I used to go to my office, I would drink um, this Irish breakfast tea that I think somehow like got in our office. Like it was... Like when I, yeah, when I used to work in the office around Christmas time, because we had a lot of clients, we had a lot of vendors and all the vendors like send you free stuff because uh, they're like, hey, use us to be your printing company and hey, have us be your whatever company. <laughs> and um, I didn't work for a very big company. There's only like 50 people or something like that. I don't, I don't know how many people work there, but they'd, we'd get all these, ba- like every day there'd be a new gift basket in our uh, kitchen. And, you know, that's. A lot of crap for a lot of people but what at some point i believe somebody had given us a box of irish breakfast tea and it was like kind of a big box like 50 or 100 of these uh they were in they were bag tea but they were that kind where there's like no tag and it's just like a bunch of pre-packaged tea in a yeah. big box and uh i think i drank i like exclusively drank this tea <laughs> Like we had Lipton tea at work too, but then there's, there's there's this box, and I think it was too adventurous for most people. Uh, slash, not that many people drank tea, but I drank like this whole box of of uh, office tea. But other than that, yeah, I was into like having good, nice tea at work. Uh, office tea. Office tea. Uh, man, that that English or that Irish breakfast tea. Kind of forgot about that that old friend. Well, <laughs> I had a specific mug I like to drink out of at work too. Like we had mugs in like a shelf thing that. 
like re we had reusable mugs. We were a good green company for the most part. Uh, but I had one mug I liked to make my tea in, and it was the biggest mug. And I always made sure I was the one to get the big mug. <laughs> um, I think we also had a Keurig. But that was not that was not my jam for sure. As not a, as a non coffee drinker. Yeah, I mean, I use my Keurig to just brew hot water mostly. My work also had an, one of those electric kettles, which are yeah. great because you just plug them in and the water heats up so fast. Um, maybe I should have one of those. <laughs> um, it's too late to think of Christmas presents now. <laughs> oh. um, um, okay. I'm glad it's your cup of tea. My cup of tea. Good for traveling. That's my that's that's my new thing about good decent bag tea. Save it for traveling. <laughs> um, Emily, I have a question for you. Oh, you do? Do you find Steep by Bigelow's Organic Earl Grey Black Tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. It's a solid Earl Grey. I love, I like Earl Grey. Um, you know, I'm happy to be drinking it. I'm happy to have the caffeine. Um, oh yeah, I'm probably amped right now. <laughs> I'm buzzing. I steeped three bags at once. Steeped one. Which is basically yeah. means I had like a half a cup of coffee. <laughs> Although I did also, I started this morning out with coffee. Uh, Hence the coffee pod left in my Keurig. Mm, there you go. Um, trying to see how much caffeine is in this. Good. Your cup of tea. Um, all right. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Wow. We did it. Matt, it is time to... Check in about past topics. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay. The last podcast we put out, we were all but certain that we put out <laughs> uh, what was at the time the most recent uh, Taylor Swift uh, uh, release. <laughs> I think something may have happened in in the in-between time. Do you want to let enlighten me maybe? <laughs> so um, our last, there's actually three things I want to check in about, but this is one of them. Mm -hmm. So good job, Matt. Um, our previous episode was about the iconic Taylor Swift album, Folklore. We recorded that. Taylor Swift had released Folklore. What a great time. Guess she released a new album. It's called Evermore. It's kind of an extension slash sister album of Folklore. Although I would say overall Folklore is probably a better album. My I do like two of the songs on Evermore than I like any of the songs on the two albums. So your, your two favorite of the 20 or so tracks, your two yeah. favorites are on Evermore. Yes. So I think the peaks are higher on Evermore, but I think overall folklore is better. But the lows are uh, even lower. <laughs> I would say the lows are not lower. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. I, I don't, I, I, I've only given them one listen. There's bonus tracks and I didn't love them. I let me. I'm gonna let you in on a little music thing about me. I almost always hate bonus live and session recording tracks, like anything that wasn't meant to be on the original album or whatever. Like, I'll say one in a hundred of them I like, <laughs> because I just I'm like, sometimes sometimes a track gets cut from an album because it doesn't fit, and maybe it is a great song, and I can think of a few in my brain that I've actually have over the years really 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 liked. Because it just gets cut for 
cut for style reasons or something like that. Or maybe there's like another song on the album that is like has two similar themes. So they're like, oh, should we put both these songs on? But most of the time, those are the songs that are getting cut for a reason. <laughs> and I'm not into them. I will say Taylor Swift has a pretty good track record. My, one of my favorite songs on Folklore is The Lakes. And that is a bonus track. Like it's a truly like just great song. And then on Red, there's two songs on Red. No. One bonus song on Red and then one bonus song on 1989 that I just think are chef's mm. kiss good. But these bonus tracks I just like didn't love. Um, I think that's okay. That doesn't count as the core album. <laughs> yeah. Um, but guys, listen to Evermore. It's 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 nice. It's fun. I listened to it as I got ready this morning. Um, if you want to... Yeah, eventually, I'm probably going to talk about this as a topic, so I don't want to go too far into it. But I just want everyone, one, listen to the whole album. But two, if you really don't have a lot of time, you're it's the holiday season, you just, you're just scrambling, listen to Tis the Damn Season, please. <laughs> Tis the Damn Season. <laughs> and, and Nobody, No Crime. Nobody, No Crime. Uh, I'll think about it. I haven't listened to it yet. I know you will. I'm not going to force you to. I'll get to it. You know what I found yeah. out? Can I tell you a really random fact? And this is gonna this is gonna touch on some some things you like and some things we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, so I have Last FM, the music tracking app, and uh, occasionally I check it to think of like not just uh, so it's really great for recommendations of new people to listen to. But sometimes if I'm think if I'm kind of like tired of the music I've been listening to, I will look at like my top artists and then see who's on there, and I'll be like, oh, I haven't listened to them in so long or something like that gives me a good uh jogs my memory of bands i like because sometimes it's like i like a band but i kind of forget about them but then i remember i like them and i I have a good time anyways i was doing this the other day because i was trying to find some new music to listen to that wasn't uh emo music because i've been in a bit of a thing with that lately and i'm going down the list and tied on my list is uh taylor swift and lizzo i've apparently listened to them exactly the same number of times (laughs) which is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, you know who beats them by uh, by, a, by a mile on my list? Uh, better be Lord or I'm not speaking to you. Lord is the answer. <laughs> um, and I was, uh, it, yes, that's exactly who it was. And uh, Lord is actually quite high on my list because um, what was her first album? Pure Heroin. I listened to Pure Her- Heroin a lot, especially... That came out when I still lived in Boston. Um, God, that was so long ago. Um, but I actually that, that album was in my like regular cycle for like probably a whole year. <laughs> um, it was I remember listening to it like walking home from work to my apartment. <laughs> I have memories I say, of that. Bonus tracks on Pure Heroin are great. One of my favorite songs called Bravado of hers is a bonus track. I probably have not heard that song. You should check them out. Um, I, I, that's actually an album I could listen to again. I should, now I should listen to that one. I always really like that one. I like Lord. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to say that while I love her and she's my tiny angel witch princess forever, um, I am currently mad at her because instead of giving us a new album, she wrote a goddamn book about going to Antarctica oh, that's... and the f- pictures she took there. And I have no time for that. I have no interest in that, but it's not. I mean, listen, I'm very happy for her. I I love her and I want her to be happy, but I also want new music. Lord, if you hear this, 
This is uh, this I'm is praying God. to you. Whenever an artist does the thi- does a thing that I'm not interested in, I'm just like, why aren't they doing the thing I want? <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So there you go. There's there's that. All right, goes into Evermore. I love it. Um, I'm having a great time with it. Um, uh, I'm pro Taylor Swift. Good. Okay, are you advice. ready for the next thing I want to check in about? Yes. I want to talk about Goodreads. Um. Ooh. So first, I want to read a email we got. Um, and it's from Katie Abate Lewin and she says, ah, I'm so glad you mentioned our shared book. Oh, this, the subject is Goodreads. I started a Goodreads account in college at some point and then basically didn't look at it again until this summer. So I spent a lot of time this summer going through all the books I, that I have read and the ones I haven't read yet and then creating a challenge for myself. And another fun fact, I just added Matt on Goodreads. Mm. I think we might have done this on the podcast already, by the way. <laughs> Did we? Oh, well, I marked it as unread. Either way. What I actually want to discuss is that I recently reorganized my Goodreads. I have cataloged every book I own. Mm-hmm. And I, there's two different shelves called Books I Own New York and Books I Own Ohio. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made sure there's no doubles of books I've read. It's like so organized right now. And I've also gotten really into entering giveaways <laughs> that you can do. Now, I have not won one, but mm-hmm. every day I check. See, there's new giveaways I want to enter. And eventually, I think I'm going to win one. This is on Goodreads? Yes, on Goodreads. Um, cool. I was actually just talking about Goodreads with some people the other day. Because I have, I have two friends that aren't you or Katie who use Goodreads quite a bit. Um, and yeah, as soon as I finish the book I took a, I've been taking a long pause on, I'll get back on Goodreads. Um. Okay, I just wanted to, I just really wanted to brag. It literally took me a whole day. And technically, there's still some books in Ohio I need to either do myself or have my mom resend me pictures of. But it's, like, so well organized. Have, I'm, like, really proud of it. So what you did was add all the books you didn't have that you owned onto it. That's, that's yeah. the change. Did you, add like, any, did you add any read books that you had forgotten you had read? Yes. So I... But it wasn't so much a part of my organization as someone who I'm like, I was like looking at her Goodreads profile, someone I know. I don't really know her that well. Um, <laughs> but she like made this like review of this book called Eligible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've read that book. Wow. And it's like a, it's like a modern day retelling of Pride and Prejudice, which is like a genre I really like. Um, and I realized I had not marked that book read and mm-hmm. I had read it. So I did, I did fix that. I rectified that situation. Good, good, good. Um, good reads. But like, <laughs> um, I also like, I made a like to buy shelf. Like I got rid of all of the other books that I wanted to read that I'd been there since college that I was like, I don't really care about these books. <laughs> um, and I like organized it. I went through my mom's nook that I have an app on my phone and like all the books I want to read from there. I like put on it. It's so well organized. I just like, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of you. I'm looking at your good reads right now. <laughs> That's why I'm staring mm-hmm. off slightly in the distance <laughs> um, on your Goodreads profile. I I don't know if you want to say anything about my Goodreads profile. I do have one more thing I want to check in with you about. Uh, no, you can move on. <laughs> do you want to talk about Baby Yoda real quick? Wow. Uh, yeah, if you want. Um, all right. Have you Are you caught up on oh, Mando? Oh, I'm caught up. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I'm really So we're going to say, we're going to say a spoiler right now. Spoiler! <laughs> Spoiler for the last episode of the man season two of the Mandalorian. I'm really concerned about baby Yoda going off with Luke and I think it'll last two episodes and then Mando and baby Yoda will be back together. (sighs) 
I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we might have seen the end of Baby Yoda. Okay, see, see, I know other people who think that, but I just think it's not possible. You can't have the Mandalorian without Baby Yoda. Uh, well, here's the thing that people don't know yet. Nobody knows the answer to this. I've seen so many conflicting reports. Whether the next season is with Mando or it's with Boba Fett. Because, at that, did you watch the thing in the, there's a post credit scene. Did you yes, see I it? Yes, I did see that, yes. Okay, so that announces the book of Boba Fett. It has not been made clear whether that is his own series or the next season of this show. Because, and I'll say this for a couple of reasons. One, it comes out next December, which is obviously when Mandalorian normally comes out. So I don't know that they're going to put two, like, bounty hunters. I don't know if they're going to do both shows at once. But the other thing is, the, um, the, the episodes that we've seen so far of The Mandalorian are chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Like, they're called chapters, a.k.a. parts of a book. So if the neck, so it's potentially that these first two seasons were the book of the child, and we just don't know that name yet, and that season three begins the book of Boba Fett. So it's like moving through like as an anthology. Um, so I would say it's not a guarantee that we are getting uh, what's his name Din Durjin or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's not a guarantee that we are following the same uh, Mando next season, and that it might pick up with Boba Fett as chapter three or. Uh, yeah, book two, chapter one. <laughs> Listen, it's not that I I don't agree with you, but it's also like I would not enjoy that show. Well. And I, I think a bunch of people wouldn't watch without Baby Yoda. Listen, I, was, I don't know. I just don't see. Here's the thing is like I don't see them casting a, a permanent Luke Skywalker. Like that was like a one-off thing they did to, to do this like CGI Mark Hamill uh, thing <laughs> and it wasn't perfect but i did think it was pretty cool it it's it's cool and i knew like as they're like one as soon as one of the characters goes a single x-wing and i went it's luke <laughs> like i knew if you say it's a single x-wing like that's the trigger and then like because because they're being coy about it but then you see the green lightsaber then you see his repaired right hand these are all supposed to be leading up but i was like as soon as they say a single uh x-wing i'm like i'm there baby i know what's going on <laughs> Um, I literally like am I, am I in my seat and I kind of go because <gasps> <laughs> I don't yell things out normally, <laughs> but, um, I, I, yeah, so I don't see them casting that, but I also am like, I don't see them. I don't see Luke just giving, like, I don't know. I don't know how, cause we know Luke survives. So it's not like Luke gets killed somehow. <laughs> like, so I think, yeah. so here's my thoughts. This okay. is what I think happens. And then we can move on from this topic. I think there's a, there's a flash forward in time. Not like a super long time, but like multiple years. Okay. And something happens and Baby Yoda either needs help or it's like just not working out the way it should with Luke. Um, also, we got to get Baby Yoda out of there before um, Kylo Ren kills people. Yeah, but that's a good... We got a good 30 years before that happens. I know. I don't think we're going to jump forward 30 years. I, I mean, here's the thing is I think this, I mean, to me, the setup, if they are to consider, continue the Mandalorian as a separate show from the Boba, the book of Boba Fett, which God, what a weird marketing thing. That's like the Wii U of, <laughs> of, uh, Star Wars TV shows. But like the thing about that is like, they sort of already set up what that's going to be, which it sounds like it's going to be the fight for Mandalore or whatever. Cause he has the dark saber and there's those other two people. I don't remember their names. 
Uh, but the two people from the cartoons. And, Bo-Katan. Yeah, and the, other one. and the other one. Who's played by Sasha Banks, pro wrestler Sasha Banks. Uh, Did you know that the person who plays Bo-Katan also voiced Bo-Katan in Clone Wars? Isn't that so cool? I'm so happy for her. I did know that, and that's great. Um, I am happy for her. <laughs> um, but she's going to be a villain, so don't get too on her side. <laughs> I think she's. I think she turns villain next season and fights Mando for the Darksaber, but yeah. I think... I don't think she'll become a villain because I think so many people love her in like the canon. Yeah. But she's not going to become the villain. Yeah. Also, I think she has a whole arc where she was a villain already. Yeah, but she wants that Darksaber real bad. I don't know. I think she does. There's other ways around it. I also think, much like the Elder Wand, yes, people, it's transferred through battles, but that's because people want the story. And just like, what's his face? Moff Gideon said it's more of the story. I think she can learn that it doesn't, she can just take it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they might not, they way, might not even go down that road. I mean, who knows? I mean, like I said, they might not even do a, uh, a straight season three of that. I mean, that's the thing about calling it the Mandalorian is because, you know, uh, Din over there, whatever his name is, I keep, I'm not sure. <laughs> He's as Mandalorian as Boba Fett is. I mean, they're both, uh, they're both foundlings, so. Um, I read a very interesting theory that the Mandalorian refers to Baby Yoda and that he's going to become a Mandalorian, like a foundling. That Baby Yoda will become a Mandalor- Mandalorian? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm excited. I, I, lo- I liked the last episode, even though it was, it was a little, uh, it was a little zippy than they normally are. But uh, it was still good. And it was cool to see Luke. I mean, I'm never going to forget that. And, okay, so I'm a giant. As you may be aware, you and listeners, big old Star Wars nerd. So, like, I was making all these connections to stuff as it was happening. But I I loved seeing the idea of this connecting to Rogue One and Darth Vader killing Rebels um, as he's, like, trying to save the plans at the very end of that movie. Spoiler for Rogue One if you haven't seen that yet. Um, but Luke killing the dark troopers is like basically the same scene, but it's Luke doing it to those robots. And I was like, and even like crushing one, I was, I was like, that is an awesome parallel and super badass. And it made me think of Rogue One, which is always delightful. (laughs) Um, listen, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I don't think baby Yoda and Mando will be separated for that long. All right. Also, I refuse to go, listen, if baby Yoda's not on my TV screen, I really kind of don't understand uh, I do that. I, I agree wholeheartedly that that would be, that is what makes the decision interesting. <laughs> like, okay. I want you to put yourself a year from now. Let's say the show starts in October, November. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And there's no baby Yoda. Yeah. How really are you feeling? You're putting me in this. I'm watching every episode still. I, I love that show. <laughs> but how are you feeling? Isn't there like an ache in your heart? Um, that's like child size, just like a little tiny baby puppet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to miss him because whenever he's on screen, I get to like squee. Because <laughs> he's so cute. Uh, but I will say he he wasn't in like the last two episodes or something. Or he, he was a little bit in this last one. But like he, there was like two episodes in a row where he was captured. And it's like, these are still good episodes. I will say I felt it. I was not interested. I was not as interested. I was still into it. All right. Uh, let's check out. Let's check out of the check-in. We're checking out of the check-in. Matt, um, we did not discuss whose topic was going to be first, so let's discuss it right now. Whose topic is going to be first? Uh, um, rock, paper, scissors. All right. Rock. Wait, wait, wait. 
Uh, rock paper scissors says shoot. Okay. Says shoot, and then on the word shoot, I show I show it. Yeah. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors says, shoot. You have to lift it up Damn to the it. camera. <laughs> what was it? Both scissors. Oh, okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors says, says, shoot. Scissors cuts paper. You yeah. go first. Okay. Oh, I thought it's my choice who goes first. No, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, my topic, uh, topic of the season is snow. 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 Uh, it's 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 both winter and Christmas. Can you believe I did them both in one thing? That's crazy. That's crazy. It's wild. Um. So it just snowed in New York for the first time the other day. Um, Technically, that's not true. It was the second time. Did it, it really? The week before the kids got very excited. Oh, was it maybe? But it was like not enough to be like real snow. Not enough to be excited about. Okay, this was the first. So there's it snowed on Wednesday, and the snow is still here on Sunday. That's <laughs> important. Yes. yes, it is our first lasting snow, um, and that's why I want to talk about it. I was thinking about it, and um, I also went for a walk the other day, and I've been thinking about people shoveling. <laughs> I've been thinking about lots of snow stuff. Um, Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, snow is what happens when um, when water droplets in the air crystallize, but it's not the same thing as rain being frozen. That's called sleet or freezing rain. Uh, this is a little different. It's a, it's a, it's like a fluffier crystallized thing, and actually, every snowflake is different. Did you know that? I did know that. Um, so so this this these water droplets crystallize. They they float down to the earth. And then when it's cold out, they just sort of sit there and they pile up and you can build uh, actual living people out of them. They're called snowmen. And uh, it's it's Matt. insane. Yeah. Living people? Yeah. Okay. Well, I watched a documentary on TV um, about it. He had sticks for arms and he was wearing a hat and uh, he had a corncob pipe and a button nose. Um. Uh... Do you, could could you call him Parson Brown? What are you? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that, that the line from the song? You can call. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Frosty. Okay, never mind. Yeah, was his name Frosty? The guy from the documentary. Anyways, okay, um, so that's what snow is for anyone who doesn't wow. know. For our listeners in the Southwest and uh, southern parts of Texas, and possibly, do, do we have Somalian listeners or something? <laughs> Uh, we have listeners all over the world. Okay. We have listeners all over the world. Um, anyway, snow is that stuff. Um, it happens in New York sometimes. Um, Emily, how how much how much did it snow where you grew up in Ohio? How much snow would you get? Pretty much the same. I would say more than what we get here, or at least it better. It sticks better than in the city. I think the city is not always great for sticking snow because there's so much underground stuff happening that mm. makes it melt faster. Um, but I would say the general, the same amount of snow. If you go towards the North part of Ohio, you get lake effect snow. So they get a lot more snow. Hmm. L-E-L-E-L-E-S. Sure. Lake effect snow. I don't know. Um, Um, but I would say the same. mm. Did you get more or less snow in Worcester? As I grew up, I got much more snow than we get here. Uh, in fact, the winter or the, uh, after I moved from Boston to New York, the first winter, um i think it was the first winter like there was like eight feet of snow or something crazy in boston and people all their cars were buried in like 
all this snow and I was here and I was like, yeah, there's not that much snow here. <laughs> um, I think I was in Boston for one of those snowstorms. It definitely, it def, there's always, it's a lot colder. So like, I guess like Massachusetts, it's probably like, mm, you know, only maybe like two, normally like a couple degrees colder than New York City. Um, so it, it's, it's not like it's crazy. It's not like you can, you're there and you're like, wow, it's so much colder than in New York or whatever. But I think it's just cold enough <laughs> that snow like hangs around a lot longer. And like when I growing up, like once the first snow happened, there was snow on the ground the rest of the year, like until March, there was or April, there was snow on the ground. Whereas here, like it snows and then like maybe a, a week later, it's all gone. Yeah, it definitely does not like, a- accumulate very much here. Yeah. Um. There was one winter here that it did snow a lot, and I I still had my car, and I had to, like, dig it out of the snow. <laughs> but otherwise, like, think... there's so much less snow in New York than in, in Boston. Like, uh, considering they're, like, I think, you know, whatever is longitude or latitude, they, you would think that Boston and New York would get almost the same amount of snow because they're not that much, they're not separated by that much distance, but a uh, significantly less snow here than, than there. And in Worcester, where I'm from from, even more snow because it's inland, and um boston being on the ocean you actually get like warm ocean breezes coming in which causes slightly less snow to occur but uh worcester which is right in the middle of massachusetts with nothing to provide it with warmth <laughs> uh the snow really piles up there um i also find in new york well i so i think i know which winter you're talking about in the city because it was like my first winter here and i hated it and there was so much slush i'm so mad about it <laughs> yeah well, I, I, one year, um, I think it was either the year before I moved here, um, one, either one or two years before I moved to, to New York, I came to Broadway from, uh, Rhode Island and came to see, um, Pee Wee Herman on Broadway. <laughs> he had like a version of his show he was doing live and it was like, it was a lot of fun. It was like super silly. <laughs> Because his show, the Pee Wee Herman show used to be like a live show. Um, it was like an HBO show. The original Pee Wee Herman, I think, was an HBO special. But anyways, uh, I came to see his show. It was like, I guess you could call it a revival. They had re- re- they had written in some modern references. There was an iPad in it, <laughs> for instance. But I had bought it as a Christmas present. And it was the day after Christmas. And there was a, I think there was like something like a, a strike in New York too, where it was like maybe the gar- a garbage strike or something like that. And I drive, I drive into Times Square. I park in a garage. I'm also like, I knew it was snowing since like I drove to New York in the snow, parked in the garage. It was snowing. While I was like waiting to go see the show, my work called me to say that work was canceled because they knew there'd be too much snow. And I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> And it snowed so much. And I'm in Times Square. Times Square is covered. When, as I'm leaving, there's like a foot of snow on the ground and nothing was plowed. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I tried. And I, my intention was not to spend the night in New York. I was going to come into New York and then drive home. And I drove. I got to the Bronx <laughs> and I just like couldn't see where I was driving. And I pulled into a, uh, a shitty hotel and spent the night in a shitty hotel. <laughs> but uh, that was the yeah, that was the winter either before or two before I lived here. But that was really bad. I mean, imagine Times Square being completely blanketed in snow. That is crazy. That um, is crazy. Um, do you want to know what I learned about snow this week? Tell me your snow fact. 
So this week we've been talking at school about houses around the world. Um, and we've been kind of talking a little bit about igloos. Um, and some kid was like, well, igloos don't really keep you warm because they're made out of snow, so they'd keep you cold. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. And because they keep you warm. And I found a video about why. Do you want to know why they keep you warm? Please tell me. Do you, do you have a guess? Um, I believe I, I believe I've actually heard, I knew that, I knew they keep you warm. Um, uh, I don't know, something about the ice (laughs) and sealing in the heat or something. I don't know. So a little bit that, but it's mostly, so snow has lots of air in it. Mm -hmm. And if you get the right kind of snow to make it igloo, you don't want the fresh fluffy snow. You want like more packed snow, like a few days old. Yep. And they pretty much saw it out of the ground. Yeah. Um. Did you know a good igloo maker can make an igloo in 30 minutes? Um, it's really fast. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know some other igloo facts and I can tell you about them in a second. But when you do that, like, and you all the snow together, there's actually like a lot of air. So it makes like a pocket of air mm-hmm. that keeps you warm. And it's the same kind of concept that like a coat holds in air and the air is what keeps you warm Mm -hmm. um yeah i hope i described that well and correctly (laughs) igloos keep you warm they don't make you cold (laughs) most um most inuit tribes didn't use igloos to live in although some of them did um they um were often used and still sometimes used for hunting trips there you go I know I've seen like diagrams of like the really complicated ones that like people actually did live in and they're, they're, they're not like the stupid drawings that people make of them now. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. Um, I've had to do some cold weather. I, I, I used to go camping in the cold weather, so I, I know some of the tricks you have to do. <laughs> I've never stayed in an igloo, but, um, I am aware of some of the ways you, you trick the world to keeping you warm. <laughs> um, and uh okay great igloos that's all i just i i igloos have been on my mind all week yeah in the snow facts about igloo igloos also another thing i learned recently about snow is mm-hmm. that we normally think of snowflakes as those like hexagon shapes yep but that's just the most not maybe not even the most common it's just the one that people think about the most but there's a bunch of different other shapes there sure are because all the way the the water molecules stick together when they crystallize yep um I, I've got weather merit badge. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Al Roker. Al Roker. That's what they call me. Um, so uh, I did want to, uh, I wanted to talk about a topic within my topic um, that has been on my mind a little bit, and that is shoveling. <laughs> so I the person, the guy who maintains my building is really bad uh, at doing it. And I know, so they recently in front of my building dug up, like the like a construction company came in and dug up a bunch of my sidewalk, put in these new like pipes down there, whatever they do. I don't know what it's for. But suffice to say, they did that temporary thing you do when you rip up a sidewalk, which is put like asphalt in. So like when they're done, they'll come and put sidewalks in, I guess. But like... Now it's just that it's this black tar and I, and then it starts snowing and I'm like thinking to myself, Hmm, whoever has a shovel is going to be really mad that it's not an even sidewalk anymore. And then it's like this tar replacement. And I had to go. And I, that night I decided it was like Thursday night or something. I went to go get food 
I, I, I went and picked up food. Um, and I got to see the shoveling job firsthand. <laughs> and they did one shovel width of snowing. Like one, like they didn't clear the whole sidewalk. They did one little shovel width. <laughs> and as I'm walking around my neighborhood to like go to this place, everyone else cleared their whole sidewalk. Cause you know why? There's a fucking pandemic and we're supposed to stand six feet from each other. And when you shovel just 12 inches of sidewalk, you can't get around people. You have to like walk on the thing. So anyways, I'm really mad <laughs> that this awful shoveling job happened in front of my building. And I knew it was going to happen because the guy who does it is lazy <laughs> and because uh, it's all ripped up and was probably more annoying than normal. And three, I don't know why they don't have a snowblower. Get a snowblower, dude. <laughs> um, okay. Can I ask you a question about your childhood with snow? Yeah. Did you like to go sledding in the snow? I loved to go sledding. I loved building snowmen. I loved snowball fights. Uh, I would go outside like that little kid in uh, Chris A Christmas Story where he's like so puffed up that he can't really move. That was like, I could move, but that was like me. I had snow pants. I had the jacket. I had all the mittens and scarves and hats. Like I would go out completely covered and I would spend hours playing in the snow. All right, so you're a real snow freak. Ooh, I'm a freak for that snow. Um, did you like making snow angels? I did. Um, I I don't know how much I really liked it versus how much it was a thing you're, I just knew you were supposed to do in the snow. <laughs> but I definitely, I liked throwing myself in the snow. So making a snow angel, that's like half the battle is throwing yourself in the snow. <laughs> did you ever throw snowballs at your brother? Uh, I'm, I don't, can't remember a, a specific instance, but I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was walking home from work, I think on Friday, and these two kids had this snowball maker machine. It was like a red, mm. it was like tongs, kind of, but for snowball making. Yes. And I said out loud to them, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, yes, I've seen these before. In fact, I also remember as a kid, speaking of those igloos, there was this like brick thing that you were supposed to like be able to like shove snow into and make bricks so you can make an igloo out of it. <laughs> It was, I didn't own one, but it was, it was a, it was one of those plastic toy things. Yeah. Um, I used to love, my favorite thing was making snow forts. I liked building a little fort out of snow. <laughs> That's why I play Fortnite now is I used to build snow forts. <laughs> Does Fortnite have some snow themes? Uh, I mean, they, they're, they're, it is, it is, uh, largely covered in snow right now. Yeah. They do, they do seasonal stuff. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but yeah, I used to like, cause like the, the best thing was like, a, like plows would come and build up like these huge mounds of snow. And then I would go in and dig little forts out of the big mounds of snow. <laughs> that was probably my favorite thing to do with snow and sledding. Sledding is cool. Um, when um, I was a kid, we used to go sledding at my uncle's house a lot. He had a really great hill for it. Um, and it was fun. I was never like a go outside and play in the snow too much person. Mm. Um, although when we had our snow day here, I was so bummed I had to work all day because all I wanted to do was go outside and see the snow. Yeah. And by I'll, the time I was yeah. finally able to go outside, it was like dark and not as much snow. Yeah. I, I wish I had a, a, a more immediate one when it snowed. I like going to Prospect Park and when it's all covered in snow. It's very, very pretty. Um, mm -hmm. although I did go for a little bit of a walk to, uh, pick up some Christmas presents that I got to walk over, which I didn't mind so much. It was a poorly shoveled walkway, but I was like, ah, oh, there's nobody over here. And I'm just like 
I had my boots on and I was just walking through some snow. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, the other fascinating shoveling. I have to come back to shoveling real quick. There's this, when I was a kid, when, when I, I used to have a, when I was waiting for the school bus, there was a specific part that like my whole neighborhood waited at this one uh, little intersection for the bus. Yeah, and yeah. we would, if, if there was big piles of snow, we would just like throw them in the street. Like we would just like take snow and heave like those big chunks of like icy snow and just like heave them in the street and watch them like shatter in the road. And this is like elementary school age me. Um, and it was fun, but we kind of got yelled at because it's like, what the like you don't realize that what you're like doing is harmful i guess when you're a yeah. kid uh but like it was like don't throw the snow there cars are driving there and blah blah blah. like you know it's 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 not a good idea to throw the snow back in the street sounds obvious now <laughs> did not seem as obvious when i was 10 um but I, that's a lesson that i stuck with me a little bit at least like i don't throw snow in the street anymore let's let's say that much but there's this phenomenon that there's a parking spot across the street from my apartment and the first year that it really snowed here, um, I watched somebody clear their car and dig their car out of the snow to move it. But th all their snow, they threw it in the street. And now the street has this huge mound of snow in it. And like cars have to like slow down to go over it or drive around. Like it's like a ton of snow that this person just heaved in the road to get their one car out. So they inconvenienced everyone who ever drives down my street just so they could pull out. And I was like, I learned this lesson when I was like 10 not to do this. And I was just appalled that this person did this. Mm -hmm. And I'll say mo for the most part, people don't do this. But for some reason, in this one spot across from my apartment, every snowstorm, I catch somebody, different people, doing this very same thing, heaving snow in the street. They don't do it anywhere else on my street, really, or like very, very little of it. But for some reason, this one parking spot, which is a single spot, that is maybe a little important to this story, is that... There, it's in between two driveways and there's not enough room for a second car. So I don't know if that's what does it for people that they don't like shovel and then put the snow like in the, like if it was me, I would shovel the snow and put it on the, you know, the grass in between the sidewalk yeah. and the road. But for some reason, this one spot, everyone just like shovel and then heave it in the street. And it's so weird. And I don't know why it keeps happening. And I watched it happen the other day too. <laughs> um. But anyways, generally, I think snow is fun and I like watching it. I'm happy when there's not too much of it now because I hate walking around in slush. Slush is bad. It's the worst part about living in New York in the winter. That's yes. Um, walking around in slush is is awful. It's the only reason I own boots, probably. It's because I, if I ever have to walk in slush. <laughs> um, but other than when other than slush, I really like snow. Um, and I don't like when people shovel poorly, but you know, that's out of my control and also not really the snow's fault. That's people's fault. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you like snow. And but that's a good topic. Here we go. I'm done. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, do you have any questions for me about snow? No, I was just going to keep asking you and keep having you say you're good. Oh, I did have one other thing I wanted to say, which uh, sledding, sledding brought it. I, yeah, sledding. I, um, I used to do this Boy Scout trip that was called the Klondike Derby. <laughs> and we had a big like wooden sled, like a dog sled kind of style sled, uh, except no dogs. We had to carry it. We had to pull it around. <laughs> but you like put in, it's just like, it's kind of like a mix between like a scavenger hunt and like a, um, 
like a competition with different like stations. I don't know what that would be called. Uh, <laughs> but we had to like pull this sled all around my camp. Uh, my, it was like my summer camp, but we'd go in the winter. <laughs> it's covered in snow. We had to pull this sled around. Um, it's also in the middle of the woods. So there would always be like, it was covered in snow. Like it's like nobody, you know, plowed it or shoveled it or whatever. <laughs> and we'd have to go all around the camp doing different Boy Scout activities and like finding certain things and whatnot as, as our little, um, I don't know, like six person teams or something. And, uh, that was always one of my favorite trips. And I think we won it a couple of times, which is pretty impressive. Cause it was like, not just our Boy Scout troop. It was like the whole, like, council or whatever so it was like a whole summer camp's worth of people would, would show up for this or maybe slightly less than a, a whole summer camp but yeah a lot of people <laughs> um okay. now we're done snow are you sure you're done yes i'm sure i'm done that last part wasn't even really about snow but it was about sleds <laughs> okay um are we ready for my topic emily i would be fascinated to know what your topic is thank god you'd be fascinated okay so this is my thought process for this is you said yesterday was going to be themed for the season and i thought oh interesting oh interesting i just wanted to give you a little warning um so i was like oh i should make mine themed for the season so my first thought was i would take one song from taylor swift's evermore and talk about it but then i was like no it's not that's not themed enough <laughs> We're going to talk about Christmas cards. Christmas cards, huh? Yeah, which is interesting because I just hung up all my Christmas cards that I've received this year on my door. Mm, cool, cool. My one touch of festiveness. Um, so I don't normally send Christmas cards. I did in college. Now I don't. I send them to a few people if I think about it. But never everyone. Like, I'll send one to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um... But I'm never, I'm never going to put like a long, like people will put like what they did this year and like pictures and stuff. And that's not, that's not what I'm doing with my Christmas cards. If I send them, I'll like write happy Christmas. Love it. Happy, happy Christmas. <laughs> I do often say happy Christmas, but that's because it's from Harry Potter. Mm. Um, that's what they say. They don't say Merry Christmas. They say happy Christmas. Okay. I'm not, didn't, I, I didn't doubt you. <laughs> Matt is mad at me because I said happy Christmas. I can tell with his eyes. I'm pissed. <laughs> so mad. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about why I don't send them, why I used to send them, and how fun it is to get them. That's the fun <laughs> thing. Because wow. mail, this really just goes back to my love of subscription boxes and all these things. Mail is fun. People mm -hmm. love getting mail. Every single time I've gotten a Christmas card this year, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is exciting. And then you see who it's from. I always read the return address first. I'm like, ooh, this person. <laughs> I actually very rarely look at return addresses. I look at it first. I got to know who it's from. I'm proud of you. Um, I like Christmas cards a lot. I, 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 have, a, I have a fair amount of them. In fact, if I can point to this thing in the background there's actually a stocking that i'm pointing at but then below all of that is christmas cards you can't see the cards or this this is a card up top i can't see any of this that you're pointing to it's next to my christmas tree i believe i just can't see it um <clears throat> well there's there's uh cards over there oh wait i just made the screen bigger now i can see it oh mm. fun oh, wow yes. i see more of your apartment the wider i make the screen 
Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a stocking here, and then there's a card here, and then there's more cards below that that you can't see. But yes, I All do right. have some cards. Um, if I were to show you my card situation, I'd have to really move my computer around, but they're in front of me on my front door. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I just, I can't stress enough how fun it is to get mail. And I also think it's fascinating to see the decision-making process through picking out the cards. So like if I were to send out Christmas cards, I'd probably go to a cute store and I'd buy like nice, not super fancy cause I don't want to spend a thousand dollars, but like nice cards, but I, probably cause I'm alone. I would just be me. I'm not going to send a picture of me, me on my Christmas card. But I, I like it when people send Christmas card photos. Because then it's like, oh, look, I have a picture of that family now. And they didn't have before. One of my cousins sent me a dog photo Christmas card of her dog, mm. Barney. Um, and it says, bark, wolf. And it's like very, very doggy themed. Um, but then some of my students gave me Christmas cards. And they're like, more like, one kid who's like obsessed with dogs gave me a Christmas card that has dogs on it. Um... And, but then there's also cards that you can tell probably weren't like as fancy, but they're still really cute. And it's the thought that counts. I, I was recently looking at my family's old Christmas cards. We used to always send photo ones. And it's funny that they're all, they're all me and my brother. Like we don't have any that are my whole family. It's just like me and my brother and all of them. So I have all these Christmas cards that are me and my brother. Um, which like now I'm like people why don't why don't I have any Christmas cards that are like all of us hanging out, <laughs> uh, but it was always like here's my kids Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we so my when my parents did Christmas cards we never sent photos. Maybe like the year I had like senior photos my mom put a senior photo in, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the card. Um, so I do think it's interesting that I feel like so many more people are doing photo cards because I think it's just easier to access them like. I could make one on Walgreens yeah. and print it out. Yeah, I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I were always photo ones. I know my whole, like, a lot of my, I feel like I remember looking at a lot of photo ones when I was a kid too. Maybe that's just your, I don't know. I guess it is, I guess it's like an easy way of not writing too much in the card is like, all you need to know is this picture. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's fascinating that there are people who write like paragraphs in every single card. Because like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't have a paragraph I want to say to everyone. Also, I'd have to re I have to write it every single time. Like I could see typing out one paragraph of what I did this year and slipping it in. But <laughs> even then, you have to still have to cut it out, make sure it fits in the card. Seems like too much work. I will say I had grand plans this year for my Christmas cards. I, I, I did I bought some that I was going to write things in them and but I wasn't gonna send them to like everybody. I was gonna send like I don't know seven of them if i'm gonna make up a number <laughs> um wow. and i was gonna write something nice or, or whatever maybe um who's to say who's to say we'll have to wait um but and i have i mean i have the cards i just uh did not get around to doing any of that so i still can um but uh my intention and i like even in my brain was like right i had started writing them i was like oh this is what i'll say to this person this is what i'll say to this person and um, I had a whole thought of how I was going to do it and the cards are currently sitting on my kitchen counter so they are still available for me to do things with I okay this year I think what inspired me this year was COVID because I was like well I'm not going to see anybody so I might as well write something nice and send it out and it'll be a nice card or whatever <laughs> yeah Um, and yeah I don't know I still have I still have time <laughs> Um, I will say I have two I have my parents Christmas card 
in my backpack and I have not put it in the mail yet. So it's definitely not going to get to them on time, but I am still going to put it in the mail. Mom, ignore that you heard this. I've already told you that I'm sending you a Christmas card, but hmm. ignore that too. Uh, <laughs> and who knows by the time they listen to this, things could have changed. This comes That's out true. on Thursday, That's Christmas true. Eve. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like getting Christmas cards. I feel guilty that I, some years I, I'm very, um, stop and go with whether I put out a Christmas card. Like, I don't think I sent them out the last two years, but I have sent them out in the past for sure. Um, and this was going to be my big return to, to doing it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, th I think they are neat. And I, I mean, to me, it is like, there is a level of annoyingness to doing it, but, um, I think I've, I think I've gotten softer about how meaningful they can be. And now I'm like, Oh, that would be nice if I sent them out. It is a good idea. And it wouldn't take me that long to do it. It's just, uh, you sit down, you write a couple of paragraphs. I did have this thought that I was like, oh, I have to type these out. I, I want to write them, handwrite them. But I was like, I, I have to type them first because I want to know what I'm going to write. <laughs> if I write a letter, I often, I don't necessarily type it out. I will write it on a separate piece of paper to make sure I spell everything right. And I'm also constantly like, I can't spell the word appreciate to save my life. And I have to, if I say the word appreciate, I have to check the spelling. My problem is I would change my mind a lot in what I wanted to say. Like, and then I'd be like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't backtrack. I can't backspace on a card. <laughs> um, I, so some of the reasons I don't send cards is one, just the getting cards factor. Like you want to send the nice ones, not cheap ones, but nice ones are really expensive. And then like, oh, and then how many am I going to send out? Like, am I going to send them to every person in my family? And then every single friend that like is important to me. And then what does that mean? Who, who, who gets a card? Who doesn't get a card? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I'm not, I wouldn't have sent anyone. I would have like, I'm not guilting myself into sending anyone a card, I guess. Like, um, I mean the nice thing that if I had done a photo one, which I did not do that either, but like the nice thing about that is you can, you could send like a photo card to like a bunch of people. <laughs> like if you wanted a wider net and you didn't want to write the individual cards, send those out, but then you could like write nice notes to the you know, 10 people or whatever that you care about or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes you hit a whole, you hit a couple, you, you know, you get lucky and you have like two people you're hitting in one family or something like that. Um, you just get one card for both of you or whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, if they're living in the same house, they're certainly not getting two separate cards. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that that they should get two separate cards, but I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Um, like I can't imagine ever sending a Christmas card to your house and saying, and having one for Matt and one for Laura, when I could just make one that says Matt and Laura. <laughs> just one for Laura. <laughs> just one. For, I, I wouldn't send you one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was getting at with that. I, 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 I that's perfectly logical. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't feel obligated to send everyone a card. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I know who in there are ways I have of knowing who I would want to send a card to. <laughs> like I, how often do I talk with that person normally? If I don't really talk with them, they're probably not getting a card. Like <laughs> I will say I sent a bunch of cards over the summer mm -hmm. and into the fall. And that was fun. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the pressure of Christmas. It's much, much similar to my problems with Christmas shopping. The pressure is too much. Mm-hmm. I also think it's similar to why I don't post on Twitter or Facebook. It's because it's too stressful. Interesting. Um, 
Hmm. I I have a lot of things that I just don't care about, and so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine posting on social media, and I'll uh, I'll write whatever I need to write in a card. I get. Are, are you saying like the time? Like, are these different kinds of pressure? Because like social media is about what you're writing, where like the Christmas cards is what you're writing, but is also the time constraint. Oh, I think it's absolutely both. Mm-hmm. So. They have to be out by Christmas. You have to put them out before then. You have to like put stamps and you have to put them like it's time consuming and there's like a time. There's a deadline. I don't do well with deadlines. Mm-hmm. There's also, will people like this card? Will I write a cool thing? Will they think this is a worthwhile card? Will they be like, this is dumb. I'm just going to throw it away. I would, and that's the social media pressure. I would take the pressure off of yourself because I think people, uh, this may this may not come to a, as a shock to you. People like getting mail. I listen. Logically, I know because and looking at the Christmas cards I have, no one really wrote elaborate messages. But it was just still nice to get the mail, and it was still nice to get a Christmas card. Mm-hmm. Like I logically, I know that. Yeah. I can't change who I am. Yeah. Well, you can over time. <laughs> I'm changing who I am. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Mm. I'm drinking coffee. That's a big change for me. There you go. I I drank coffee this year. That'll be in my Christmas cards to people. This year, I drank my first cup of coffee. (laughs) I had a great time with that episode. Yeah. The the episode that we were supposed to be uh, jerks to each other. (laughs) Um, Anyways, send me cards throughout the year. Send me Christmas cards. I'll hang them up on my door. Oh, that is another thing. One of my jobs at Christmas every year was to put all the Christmas cards we received on my parents' door. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, so I did a similar thing with my own Christmas cards, although I really should have done it weeks beforehand as I started to get them like one at a time. So I could have enjoyed them longer. I feel like when I was a kid, we had so many Christmas cards, like just an uncountable amount of Christmas cards. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we, we we had a little like Santa Claus stand thing we put them in, but like they were, it was sort of just like a mail holder, but it's because we had so many cards. <laughs> I feel like that's died down because just people don't send as much mail as they used to, but... I also got multiple Christmas cards this year via like, um, like a digital. Yeah. But not like they weren't just like emails. They were like a cute card related to the email. An e-card. Yes. Yes. Uh, that used to be, I feel like that used to be a big thing. I feel like that kind of went away. I think because nobody uses email anymore or like emails become so formal. Yeah. Um, that now everyone just like, I don't know, sends everyone. This is what people do now. They just send you like a snap or something that says Merry Christmas (laughs) or like people text each other Merry Christmas or whatever. Like that's that's replaced all of this (laughs) or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You send gifts. I'm not saying it replaced it in a good way. I'm just saying that's what like people probably feel obligated to do it, but they just say thanks through through a GIF or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh. You have anything more about Christmas cards? I should write Christmas cards. They would be late this year, but I should write some. Um, hey, send New Year's cards. That's a neat non-denominational way of doing it, too. I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm not saying whatever. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. do what you want no, to you're do. you're right. You're right. Send out reverse birthday cards. On your birthday, send out cards to people. <laughs> um, absolutely not. My birthday's about me. <laughs> I think it'd just be funny if this reverse birth, like, imagine, like, getting one and, like, being like, what is, what the fuck Dear is this? Matt, on this day of my birth, <laughs> I would like to give you some information about my life. 
I recently moved to Manhattan. Here's the thing is I also know a lot of details about you, so I feel like one of these cards would be so random. Um, what, what else can I add? Um, in my new home, I have purchased a couch. Mm. I sit on my couch often. These are all things. Because in the year 2020, I, I am home often. All things I know. <laughs> um, while I've not purchased a cat, it is because I'm not allowed to. I'm writing very formal for this birthday card. Mm. Um, um, Happy birthday to the, me. <laughs> as the school year has begun, I have continued to to really understand Zoom in new levels every day. It's much like I'm shoveling and finding new layers of Zoom. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Zoom in this holiday birthday season. Wow. Happy birthday to me. Uh, okay. Wow. And then I have to send you like a thank you card. <laughs> um, okay. Christmas card done. Christmas card done. Um, Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? Nine. N- nine? Yeah, nine. Um, okay. Uh, I have a new sketch that came out. Uh, it's called The Story of the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> It's a long title. Um, I'm realizing what I should have called it, and I'm it's too late. I can't change the name. But it's called The Story of the 12 Days of Christmas. It's uh, a little sketch about the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Emily has read it. She gave me some feedback. I used some of that feedback. Not all, not all of it. Well, wow. we can get into it later. <laughs> um, i have to watch it first. I didn't realize Matt normally sends out, hey, check out my sketch as soon as he posts it. Did it today. I had to find it out on Twitter. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I post, I, yeah, I came out an hour before we did it. And I, yeah, I haven't messaged around about it yet. I shared it on Twitter and Facebook. By the yeah, way, I was you, already talking to Matt. Yeah. When I found out of the sketch. By the way, feel free to like either the tweet or the Facebook post. <laughs> well, I, I literally just, I read it out loud to you. <laughs> um, uh, check that out. And, uh, that's that's all I have to plug. Yeah, or subscribe to my YouTube channel too. More content coming in 2021. Uh, possibly a sketch with Emily in it. And by possibly, I mean definitely. <laughs> um, Listener, I've liked his tweet. Mm, thank you. Mm, has not, oh, there's the push notification. Thank you very much. And uh, that's, that's all I have to plug uh, for now. If you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, please make sure you do so on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, or just bookmark our website at tbdpodcast.com. Just click on it. I went to that website today. It's true. It's a useful tool for anything about our podcast. (laughs) Um, uh, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are TBD Podcast, spelled all all out. All those places? What is that? All those places? Yeah. I mean, they're all good. I mean, maybe the best one is is Instagram, but they're all good. They're all worthy. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, email us if you feel like it at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Be like Katie Abate and email us. <laughs> uh, we have two other people yeah. recently. I've not read them on the podcast, but I'm going to. We'll two get other t- people recently have emailed us. We'll get to your other emails, people. Um, in fact, I think we might have got an email while we were recording. Um I, in fact, I know we did, but, uh, I thought it was right before. Oh, maybe it was. Um, at any rate, I've been Matt Armando. 
And this has been TBD. With Menemily. Merry Christmas.